Welcome back to another episode of Acting Around with your host, Fergus Foster. The podcast gets down to the very heart and reality of both the acting craft and business. And today, I am excited to introduce a good friend of mine. This gentleman is both incredibly talented and established. He's been in the industry for decades now. He's worked in countless productions, both in the UK and in the US. Not only is he a talented actor, but also he has dabbled in many other areas of the industry. Without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce Matthew Brenner. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for your time today. I'm excited to talk to you because I have a lot of things I want to ask you um, because I know you've had this long established career. But first off, just briefly, why acting? Was there a particular time in your life where you bit by the bug? What's your story with that? Well, um, you know, when I was a young person, teenager, for example, um, I sort of, like all other school kids, you know, I, I went to different classes and nothing really um, sort of resonated with me aside from sport. So I, I kind of thought that I'd like to be a sports person growing up and um, I didn't really have any mentoring. And I think in those days um, it, was, it was difficult to um, really make strides into, into that uh, profession. I was thinking about maybe golf or um, basketball. And frankly, I wasn't good enough for either. So. <laughs> Um, that idea soon, um, you know, dissipated. But, uh, you know, I, I came to acting relatively late. In fact, when I was at drama school, I was with a lot, lot of people, young people who were much younger than me. They were sort of 17, 18, 19. So mm -hmm. uh, I was slightly older. And um, How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I was, um, I think I went to drama school when I was 24 or 25. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, consequently, uh, you know, not coming from a theatrical background, I um, sort of had to find my way through a very slow, methodical process of really understanding what the heck I was doing and whether it was this was the right thing for me at that time. And I saw it was something I felt that I'd kind of just ended up in um, without any grand. Uh, passion or dreams or mm. uh, anything that really propelled me or wanted to propel me into this um, business. And um, so, as I say, it, it really all happened very quickly. I went, I, I was in the military and I left the military. And um, so I thought it, it seemed like a good idea to, to try and do something creative with my, with my life. And I, I you know, you I felt Sorry, had you done any plays or anything, or was it just like you just had a, an inclination one day? What was it? Well, yeah, I really, I really hadn't. Um, I was very shy and introverted, and um, um, and sport was the only outlet for me really to express myself. But I wanted to find to go deeper and find something that really got to the core of of who I who I was at that time, and um, perhaps what I could contribute to this. Um, this profession. Um, 
When so, you went to drama school, was it like you immediately understood that this was it, this was what you meant to do, or did it take some time to figure that out? Well, um, I started off in amateur dramatics, right. and um, just to just to go back to what you asked a few seconds ago, sure. so I hadn't done any plays, really. I mean, I saw a skit, and that was what um, uh, sort of convinced me, I, I suppose, that this seemed like a good idea to try. And so I saw a skit was when I was in the military and a bunch of guys on stage just clowning around. And it's, it looked like a lot of fun and it looked like a great way of opening up and, um, you know, getting in touch with another side of me. So um, when I left the military, I decided to pursue you know, this, uh, whatever it was, acting or um, just something that would um, give me a different perspective. And um, so I, I went into amateur dramatics. And in fact, I think the very first thing I did was um, Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> and I, I just had in the chorus. And then I, I did Kiss Me Kate. And, and in fact, I was going to do... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the um, um, this other musical, which I completely oh, left my brain. Um, oh, Fiddler on the Roof. Sorry, Fiddler on the yeah. Roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fiddler on the Roof. And I was cast as a student, Perchik, and I was all set to you know to do it. And then miraculously, I got into drama school, and um, which I think shocked the world because. <laughs> Certainly, my family um, yeah. uh, were, were amazed. Like it's like you were so anti theatre and arts. Oh, really? So and, growing up, yeah. you were very sort of against all that stuff. Well, it just didn't. I, I just thought it was all. It didn't mean anything to me at that time. So it, it was kind of a a bizarre turn of events, I guess, and it was a. I guess a transformation in me that um, had, had sort of pushed me in that direction. So I thought, this is what I'm going to try and do. And um, I had people were saying, oh, you know, you should go to drama school and have a go. And and so I did. And as I say, miraculously, I, I was somehow accepted, um, <laughs> not without struggle, mind you, but, uh, you know, because not from a theatrical background and um, really yeah. it was green grass of Wales and so on. Um, I really, I didn't know who anyone was. I mean, somebody mentioned Laurence Olivier and I, I said, uh, who? <laughs> I, you know, I, I was clueless, ignorant as they come and uh, rather embarrassing, but um, that's who I was then. And so, yeah, I got into drama school and I, I've stuck with it ever since. And so did your parents, were they quite supportive of your decision or were they initially a bit, because were they quite conservative or what, what kind of background were they? Well, you know, coming from a one parent family, um, my mum, who uh, brought up three kids on her own and was out, you know, just doing what she could to, to bring in um, <clears throat> money. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she. I think she just wanted me to be happy, and if that's what made me happy, then so be it. But um, yes. I didn't. There was nothing from the other side, to be honest. I think probably um, that would have been frowned upon, and um, I, I probably would have been doing something entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. 
And so yeah. you went to drama school and then yeah. it was sort of like a, a realization at that point that this is what you want to do forever or, or did it take some time for the passion to grow? Well, not really. Yeah, I, I really didn't know what I'd got myself into. And, and frankly, I, I'd struggled um, uh, with drama school. I, I, I felt like a fish out of water. I felt... Um, Why is that? Uh, I just didn't feel that um, I had... I knew what I was doing. That was really, that was really it. So I, I had an idea of what I should do. And, but I, you know, I, I think I, I ran into a lot of criticism from um, uh, the teachers and so on. And, mm. and uh, you know, it was a battle. I mean, it wasn't just a battle to, to, to get through and to, to impress and to try and make progress, but it was also, a, you know, a battle financially. I, you know, I didn't have an, any support um i tried to get a grant and um, unfortunately it didn't work out so yeah. you know I, I was doing two jobs and supporting myself and yeah. trying to trying to pay my way and, and and uh you know unfortunately it didn't it didn't um it just came to a a head where i you know i had money to pay to put on the table mm. to continue and um i didn't have the money so you know, so I left drama school early. In fact, I didn't graduate. And I, you know, I kind of went into it thinking, well, now where, I, where is this going to take me? And, um, you know, fortunately, things did kind of, um, there was a, you know, a light on the horizon and or a light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, you know, I met some people whilst I was at drama school and um, they had a, set up a theatre company. And so I, I went straight into theatre and education touring. Oh, fantastic. So uh, just on drama school, I, we have a very similar background because I also started drama school and didn't finish it. So I'm interested to know, like, if you could go back and do it again, do you think you would do the same or do you have regrets or, or do you advise? I know this is a multiple question here, but do you advise others to definitely go to drama school or they don't have to or is it case dependent? What do you think? I really don't know. I mean, it depends on the individual, the individual case and their circumstances. But um, I think for me, it did me a lot of good. No regrets, because um, I think it was a moment in time. It happened. And, um, you know, I, I certainly have a perspective on it. And it it um, it gave me a it certainly gave me an education. It gave me a certain knowledge. Um, and I think it gave me a, a, an insight into you know, into what was to come. Mm. Um, perhaps it's it's a little bit of a, a crutch for actors or for, you know, trainee, trainee actors in a way. You don't really know what you're going to get yourself into until you do step out into that um, wide blue world and here you are as a, as a graduated professional or, or whatever, mm. um, ready to offer your services. So... Um, you know, I think if I were to do it all again, I would I would certainly uh, do drama school again. Um, right. And, you know, perhaps really research it to make sure that um, that uh, it was the right situation for me and that um, I could support myself. So I immediately take away that stress of knowing that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay my rent. I can just focus on the job in hand and, you know, just honing my, learning my skills, learning really how to, um, uh, you know, be a, 
as good an actor as I can be and, um, and, and at least have something to offer mm. substantially. Um, and yeah, just be prepared and ready to go. Did they teach you much about uh, when you were there, the, the business aspect of it, like how to survive from that aspect? Not to my recollection. I mean, if I'd have stayed in, I may have got to that point where they had talked about it, but I left at the beginning of the second year. So, mm. you know, I didn't even get to graduation productions or I didn't even get to meet agents or nothing. So, mm-hmm. as I say, I, I kind of just went straight in and um, mm. took my chances. You know, eventually I got an agent representation and, and stuff and got my equity. Amazing. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah. obviously, even though you didn't graduate drama school, you've managed to have and sustain this established career. What is your secret for, for doing that? I mean, do you have any sort of mental tricks or tips that you've used over the years to stay in it? Well, I really don't. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I really don't. I think that... Um, you know, it is, it's undoubtedly the toughest business. Um, and um, I think that um, you have to believe in yourself. You have to commit yourself to every opportunity and do the very best you can. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, it's not something that one can really go into comprehensively because I think it depends on the individual circumstances, but uh, you have to, you have to believe uh, that you're, that you're in the right uh, job, that you have something to offer, that you, um, you know, that you, you can work hard and apply yourself and uh, all that, all that stuff. I mean, it's, um, I don't think it's for everyone. I think it, it, um, you know, there are undoubtedly, so many talented people and who never get a chance for whatever reason. Um, so I think while you're, while you're working towards getting that chance, you know, you have to keep focus and, um, you know, not get too downhearted, just be as positive as you can and keep, keep learning as a, as a human, you know, keep learning because that, you know, that relates to how you are as an actor and, um, mm-hmm. You know, if this is, if you're in it for the, you know, for the long run, you know, keep that passion and that focus and commitment driving forward. Mm-hmm. That would, that's all I can really say about it. So. Yeah, to me, it's acting is the exploration of the human condition, you know, and the more that you explore, the more that you learn and fail, the better and faster you'll be a good actor or a great actor. And I think you need to aim for greatness, don't you? Well, I think that, uh, you know, failure is a good thing because you do learn. And um, I think every successful person has had their fair share of failures and they've, they've turned those failures, they flipped them around and turned them into, you know, six, uh, six successes. So I think that, um, you have to have them. It's all part of the adversity of, um, you know, maneuvering through life and uh, creating yourself, you know, create what you want. And I don't think it's a case of finding yourself so much as creating who you want to be the best version of yourself. Mm. And, you know, 
through the adversity of not working, of you know, doing umpteen auditions and being rejected and so on and so forth, you have to find a way of um, uh, maintaining a perspective and, you know, uh, a sort of um, an honesty about, you know, who you are and what you want. And I think if, if this is what you want to do, if, if you want to uh, explore, as you say, you know, explore who you are and, and where those experiences, the value of those experiences makes you a, a better person. And, and I think subsequently a better actor. So yeah, you know, greatness. Um, I think there are a lot of actors who are naturally gifted, you know, they have just gifts which are awe inspiring and, um, and there are other actors who perhaps have a smaller talent, but they have to, to work infinitely harder to utilize that talent. So I think um, ultimately, regardless of how much talent you have, you have to work hard. You have to apply yourself. You have to, you know, go and see plays, go to the cinema, go to the art galleries, uh, observe people, talk to people about their own experiences, such as what we're doing, you know, at the moment so it's it's all it's all um valuable stuff um, you know making you more knowledgeable and and filling you up filling you up with with um, whatever is necessary to mm. you know take you on this journey so that you you do find success yeah and obviously success is object uh, subjective um but for you like after drama school did it take some time to sort of gather that first agent and first job or how did that process go for you? Well, yeah, actually it took me a couple of years, I think, to get my okay. first agent. And then just by chance, uh, somebody who I work with um, front of house at a theater said, Oh, they're looking for somebody up at West Yorkshire playhouse to um, play a bodyguard. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it. He said, so do you want to, you know, go up to Leeds and introduce yourself to the director. And, and so this is what I did. I, you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I got on the train, I went up to Leeds to, um, I guess it was West Yorkshire Playhouse at the time. And I met the director, he asked me to do a speech. And, um, and so that's what I did. And I, I got the part, it was non-speaking. Um, I looked a bit like the Miltray man. I had dark glasses and a a black suit with a black turtleneck, and I was just literally a bodyguard for this. Um, this, uh, I guess, she was a person in the government or something in the play, and I had to guard her and protect her and all this stuff. So it was um, that was really my first big professional gig, and it got me my equity. So oh, was, great, great! I yeah. like the way he gets you to do a speech for a non-speaking part. Yeah, I think I had to do a Shakespeare or something. Yeah, some um, Shakespeare. <laughs> just, just in case he wants you to lob in some Shakespeare halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Well, you never know, right? Yeah, luckily I had some things. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah. And so through that, you got your equity, and then and then soon after, you got your agent. Is that how it worked? I can't remember exactly. I think um, it may have been the other way around. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I thought at that time, you know, I, I sort of did West Yorkshire, then I went to Oxford and I did some Shakespeare in the park and um, 
Excellent. I thought things were really promising at that time. And then um, I, I had an audition, I think, for The Crucible Sheffield, mm. uh, for Taming of the Shrew. And, um, and that didn't work out. And I sort of, I, I felt that I was on a roll. And then suddenly, you know. You, That's what you happens. Get, you, you get the, the rug pulled out from under you. So yeah. it kind of brought me back down to earth. But, um, but you know, you need these, these moments of inspiration, I think. And you will find them because, um, again, uh, it just happens. Um, and you can't explain it. Um, you don't want to explain it. You just go with it and you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. And it's a moment, it's a moment in time, you know, and, and it moves on, it takes you on to the next moment. So, mm -hmm. you know, so something else came after that. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good little period, I think, productive. Mm. What's that quote? Life happens to you when you're planning other things, something like that. Yeah, when you when you when you I guess when you sort of take your foot off the gas and you're you you know you're more philosophical you're you're not pushing so much you're not so eager to to book a gig um, it's when it happens I think because you're you're open you're relaxed and I think that's, that's also a key ingredient um, mm. for actors is to uh, just you know try and relax about it and um, you know don't invest so much into worrying about getting a job i mean yeah often often i'll wonder about a job i'll i'll wonder how it went and um you know just perhaps analyze it for a short time but then i'll move on so you know you have to i think uh, otherwise you just go stir crazy so. I, it's so important um it's such a weird sort of contradictive thing you you invest so much into something and then you have to just give it up and let it go and move on um but the more you do that the better at it you become i think you know the more resilient you become the more thick-skinned in those situations you become i think so i think you know that you know one has to have um a thick skin although one has to be sensitive and open so it's it is a contradiction in terms but from the business perspective, yes, you have to be tough and you have to be resilient. And um, and I think, you know, try and understand that, uh, well, I think you realize that there are many who have taken this journey and, um, you know, there's some, some stiff competition always and, um, uh, you you know you have to battle the world so to speak because you are up against uh, you know many others who want that job so I think it's an energy energy thing I really do um, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, somehow you 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 have to energize yourself and focus on um, what you want and that energy will will pay dividends i think when you go into a room well not less so nowadays of course but yeah. um um you know up to two or three years ago when you would go into a room you would um you know you're there to solve their problem essentially mm -hmm. and um so you bring with you an energy you bring with you um um the ability to 
to solve their problem. Mm. Um, so you go in prepared, you've done the work, you know the lines, mm. you, you've made your choices, and um, that's it. You can't do anything more than that, I don't think. Um, but the energy that you take into the room and the energy that you leave, the essence of what you leave, you know, that's an, a, sort of an Americanism, I think, but um, that's fine. I mean, I think, you know, to leave that energy or that essence of yourself is what either gets you the job or doesn't. And so I want to get down to that. How do you leave that energy or how do you bring it in? Is that just through knowing yourself so entirely and well? What do I, you I think it is. I think, you know, a lot of it's being comfortable in your own skin um, and just relaxing and being cool with, you know, with who you are. Mm. You know what you can do. Um, however, you're always, you know, you're always learning. Mm. Uh, it's a lifelong education. I think uh, you never know enough. Um, and when, so when you're in the room, you, you bring to the table something special, I think. You know, we all have something special to bring. You, but whatever sets you apart from, from all the others, I don't know. It's something intangible. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. That's all I, I think it's the uniqueness of you. Um, and the more yeah. that you embrace yeah. that, the more that you know that inside out, uh, yeah. the more confident and relaxed you'll be just naturally. Because nothing can change who you are at the core of yourself. So... Well, I, no, not fundamentally, of course. I mean, you can, you can certainly, you know, you can certainly um, not change yourself, but you can play to your strengths and work on your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, and as I say, you, you should always be working on yourself as an artist, you know, um, discovering, you know, new aspects to yourself. Um, finding out what makes you tick and what makes you sick, so to speak. And, you know, to get you out of that comfort zone into that zone of being bolder with yourself, of, um, you know, really pushing the envelope and, and um, stretching yourself. I think you have to stretch yourself mm -hmm. every opportunity you get and um and not worry or you know worry about what people think or say um i know it's difficult to do that i mean if you're a sensitive person i am so you know you have to take the rough with the smooth and and just bring that energy i think into the room i had an acting teacher who said that don't ask or don't question the reasons as to why you sort of cannot do a job but ask the reasons why you can do a job do you know what I mean and I found that so helpful for just applying to jobs and looking at breakdowns and thinking oh no I can't do that because I can't do that but actually if I learn how to do it then I could do it or you know just looking at things from a positive perspective because I think that pushes you outside pushes that envelope like you're talking about outside of your comfort zone whereas the only it's the only place you can grow and learn really yeah I think that um you know, you're not going to be able to play everything, um, sure. but what you, what you can play, you must play to the best of your ability. And whatever niche that you fit into mm. is when probably you will 
have a lot of success. I think um, it's finding a niche mm. that um, suits your talents. And um, so let's talk about that niche. How long did that take you to find, or, or are you still sort of discovering? And, I, I think I'm still. Yeah, I think I'm still discovering. I think yeah. uh, you know, although I have been an actor for a long time, I think. Um, uh, I think in more recent years, I've I've found a more a, a wider range of of characters as I, as I've aged and matured, um, which is is really fantastic. I mean, it's so exciting. I think to be able to, you know, play different uh, characters and to really um, get into the the, the life of somebody perhaps who's totally different to me. And um, I think, you know, so less less of a personality actor and more of a character actor, which I think, well, every character, every part is a character. It's just a case of, you know, what, what you bring, what you bring to it. And, um, but yeah, so I would say that, um, you know, you always are looking to develop yourself to, to widen, it's like a canvas, you know, you, you have many different colors that you, you can use on the canvas, exactly. of, of your palette, so to speak. And I think that's, um, and again, you know, it, it doesn't suit everyone, I don't think, but um, for me, it's exciting because hopefully it, it does get me out of my, knocks me off my, my circadian rhythm. It takes me to a different, rhythm to a different uh, balance you know and stuff so i think it's super important changing up the rhythms as you're saying um but i want to talk about because i know you've crossed the pond and yeah. dabbled in la and i know that a lot of actors myself included have often thought what would life be like over there so can you talk a little bit about sort of your decision to go there um your your how you got there, your visa, et cetera, how long you were there and how you found it over there comparatively to the UK. Sure, yeah. Um, I actually went over there in 2006. Um, I didn't have a visa to deal with. I, I had the green card. I was very lucky. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, my father became a citizen and uh, he um, sponsored me and uh, it, it took a long time. It took, in fact, six years to um, to to get the um green card um wow. and then when i when i got notification i i sort of had to make some snap decisions because i only had a few months to 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 go and to um you know activate the green card so to speak so um i was thinking new york but then i i, I had spent some time in la and i liked it and i i liked the climate and um you know, I thought the idea of driving from A to B seemed like fun, even though you were stuck in tons of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> not so fun when you get there, but... Not so fun, yeah, yeah. Not for 10, 11 years. But anyway, um, so I just made that decision to... I chose LA over New York, and um, I think I knew two people when I got there, and um, and I got into an acting class quite quickly, so that you know, enabled me to meet new people and to, um, uh, you know, really get a, um, a, a feel for LA because sure. it was, it was quite daunting. I have to say it was, uh, yeah, you know, it certainly isn't for everyone. Um, but it's, you know, California is a beautiful place. 
And LA is a very interesting place, um, particularly old Hollywood, which has always fascinated me. Um, and it, has, it definitely has a vibrancy. It has a, a je ne sais quoi, a sort of, um, mm -hmm. you know, New York, New York for me definitely has a magic, but LA has a magic, but of a different kind. Um, and I can't explain it. You'd have to experience. go there and experience it. Yeah, but I'm glad I did it. Um, no regrets. Again, it was a learning curve. Um, it helped me to uh, get a perspective on the business. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of learned things from living in LA that I perhaps wouldn't have realized living in London. What, um, what, what kind of things? You know, I think the business, um, the people, it's very much, they're very energized. Um, that because of the weather, I think, you know, you want to get out there and really mix it up. Like London. You've got yeah. the sunshine all the time. <laughs> you know, people are fit, people look great, people look after themselves in such a way that um, lends itself to being out there on a beach, you know, and just having fun. And yeah. um, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of eye-opening to me when I got there and... Um, you know, and I, I quickly learned that you have to build up your credit and you have to get a car and you have to do this and do that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's daunting. It's, it's a challenge and it was a real challenge um, for me. Uh, but once I'd settled into the system and got used to the, you know, the, the pyrotechnics of how everything works and, and uh, you know, you, people, people, a lot of people do classes, um, which I think is great because, again, you know, you get into that energy, into that sort of um, milieu of, uh, of being with other actors and mm. just uh, um, creating, mm. creating yourself through that. And, and then, you know, you, then you get attached to projects that, that people um, are beginning uh, to work on that they've Perhaps they've written a, a web series or they're, you know, they're doing a podcast or whatever it is. Mm. And the Brits are always popular because, you know, we, we, we're, we have something to, to really offer. Something you know, different. Something anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something different anyway. Something very different. Yeah, absolutely. So we, different we, energy. We, so different did that, did that, was that super helpful for you having that um, British accent, Britishisms? Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it definitely was. Um, it certainly, um, I think it gave me some kudos and um, there's definitely a novelty value attached to that for any any Brit that goes over that we are, um, you know, I, I guess we're regarded very highly as, um, as, as um, some of the best actors and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we certainly bring a gravitas. We bring a, I think, classical background and and training always so um, did you get that sort of receptive feedback from people when you told them that you're from the uk and an actor or well the first they, thing they kind of do would would be take the piss out of my accent of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god bro seriously <laughs> yeah stuff like that yeah and um so i that didn't that didn't bother me i thought it was funny but you know it, i I love Americans because they, again, their energy is very different. Um, and I, I just didn't, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the people and, um, 
you know, I had many good experiences and I had many not so good experiences, but, you know, this is life, you know, you have to, life is what you make it. So if you do go to LA, then go over there with as much energy and attack and as, and positivity that you can and just, you know, just, uh, just get every ounce of um, juice out of, out of the moment, mm. moment by moment, that's it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about a little bit the mentality, the way they approach the business. Um, I've heard um, from people that they say that American actors are often very proactive in terms of selling themselves, marketing themselves, putting themselves out there. Did you find that when you're out there comparatively to British actors, it was a big difference or? I, I you know, I, it's difficult to compare, really. I think uh, an actor, regardless of being American or British, um, it's within their, it's in their best interest to to try and promote themselves as much as they can. I mean, you are, after all, a package. You you know, you're a package that you um, are offering uh, to a prospective um, em employer. So um, you know, I think that um, I think it's in recent years it's become it's come much more to the fore where you know, through social media and so forth, where people um, are more proactive. But I think that was probably the first thing that really hit me when I got there in those early days was that people are proactive. You know, you'd see people out on street corners with, with cameras filming. You'd go into a coffee shop and there'd be people tapping away on their laptops, writing a, a play or a screenplay. You know, there'd be people conversing you know, every coffee shop you went into, there was somebody who was in the business, actor, director, producer, writer, artist, musician, whatever it was. And that was what was inspiring, I think. You know, That's that great you, that you found that inspiring because a lot of people will find that daunting. They say you throw a rock in LA and you hit an actor and a lot of people, that, <laughs> you know, like that, that would turn a lot of people off, but you yeah, found that inspiring. Yes, yeah, just actors who are out there. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a very diverse um, range of people. Um, it's very multicultural and, um, you know, I met musicians and I met artists and LA has, has a lot of culture in it, um, that you perhaps weren't so aware of, you know, before you go, you, you know, you think it's just the film industry, but in fact, there's some fantastic art galleries, you know, that some of the music that, that came out of the sixties and so forth, some of the clubs that, you know, they, they had that music um, at that time. So, I mean, the, mm -hmm. it's, you know, the Sunset Strip is famous. It's um, of course. for, for, the, for the, uh, the artists that sort of um, um, with, went through there at that time. Um, so there's a lot to be said, I think, about what LA has to offer. I mean, it's definitely a cultural uh, pool and, um, yeah, sure, there's lots of actors, but there's lots of other people, too, who, who, are, who are there equally um, trying to, you know, do their thing. So, yeah. Of course. And I think we build up sort of um, opinions, prejudices in our minds of how a place is going to be before we've even experienced it. And the best way to do it is just to jump in with two feet, as you say, give it everything you've got and see what happens. What else can you do? I mean, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna go six thousand miles, okay, then you want to go there with a plan, and you want to go there with an energy, and something 
extra special that that perhaps hasn't been um, you know seen there. Mm. Uh, you really want to um, go there with uh, as much positive energy and you're there to enjoy, you're there to have fun, you're there to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to work. Um, that never that never stops. You know, you have to, and, and meet people, meet people and, you know, go to the parties, go to the, you know, meetings, join BAFTA, which is what I did, you know, do whatever you can to, to, to get people to know you and so on. That's all, that's it. It's very much networking, isn't it? And getting out there, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to further your career. Same in London, same in London. Um, So yeah, we're coming soonish to the end of our time, unfortunately, but I wanted to know from you if there's anything else, any other sort of words of inspiration for people who may be struggling at the moment. It's been pretty tough recently with COVID, et cetera. just some little tips or mental tricks you've learned to stay positive and stay in it. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, really what we were talking about earlier in the conversation, I think, yeah, it's, it's undoubtedly um, been a um, extremely challenging time for everyone. Um, I just, I don't know um, what I could say that would be, you know, helpful, but, I just hope that um, that uh, you know that people will learn from uh, what we've all just been through, and um, and and you know, out of the bad comes the good, and um, all that sort of thing. So you know, you have to just keep a focus on on you know creating yourself and. Um, um, you know, it's a tough business and, um, uh, I think that, um, you have to go into it wholeheartedly, uh, with your, with your soul. In fact, you know, you have to put your, your heart and soul into it. Um, I don't think it's something that you can really, um, you can just call a hobby unless that's what you want to do. But of course. I think if you're really in it and you're serious about it, then you work at it and mm. you um, you do the best you can and you learn from your experiences, you learn from your failures and you keep educating yourself. You keep um, filling yourself up with knowledge and filling your imagination with um, with stimulation and so on and so forth to to, you know, create the artist that you want to be. That was beautifully put. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we have time for, but thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I certainly learned a lot. So thank you. Thank again. you. Helpful. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.